night. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, back with another podcast. Excited to do this podcast because Brenna, my best friend, will be joining me on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm excited just to get started and just let the Holy Spirit guide us through this time. Brenna, hi. <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, I want you to explain to everyone about just like your journey through Christ at this time yeah so um i would say that i was a i was raised in church my parents brought me up to be very religious we went to church every sunday my parents believed so strongly in instilling christian values that they didn't send me to public school they sent me to private school so i took all the regular classes that a normal kid in public school would be taking but instead i had extra hours of bible classes and we went to chapel, and we it was the whole shebang. But I would say that my relationship with Christ didn't really start till a lot later in life. I definitely grew up to be a fearful child. I was scared of God. I was scared of His punishment, what would happen if I sinned. Um, and so that really made me have a cold, a cold, harsh view of God in that I was, I was much more afraid of going to hell than I was focused on having a relationship with him and serving others and loving my neighbor. So uh, at a very young age, my parents decided to switch churches, and that was a little bit traumatic for me. Um, and it, that was whenever I started to view God a little bit differently. I started going to North Central, where, where I met Jayla. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the youth pastor, my youth pastor at the time, he actually had me open up God's word and understand that there was a different side of God, that he was also loving. It wasn't all about judgment. It wasn't all about wrath, which is kind of how I had grown up to view God as just Christianity was a list of rules. And it was, it felt hopeless in a lot of ways because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't meet those standards. It was too high. It was too unachievable for me. But then my youth pastor pointed out, um, the goal was not to be, you're, you're never going to be perfect. Jesus was the only perfect person, and whenever I heard an accurate presentation of the gospel, that's where my life really, really started to change, and I, I really started to develop a relationship with God. I don't want to say that I was saved at that point, because I, I believe that I was saved at a very early age, but I definitely had yeah. a turning point in my relationship with God where it wasn't just about fear. It wasn't about all these strict regulations, but it was, an, it was about an actual relationship with him. Um, I started to have a passion for reading the Bible instead of just, oh, this is something that I have to do. This is something on a checklist that I have to, okay, I have to pray. I have to read the Bible. Um, and I actually started to really enjoy it. And since then, I've just been trying to follow after God as best as I can. Um, eventually, God led me away from North Central. But, of course, Jayla and I, we still hang out. We yes, still talk Bible study yes. all the time. And I'm just doing the best that I can to walk my Christian walk. Yeah, awesome. Like, that's so sweet. I, I really like, like, just the journey that you've been through. Like, you've been through, like, a journey that was, like, place where your parents put you. And mm -hmm. then, like, you found your own way. And then, like, you're still grasping your own way, like, through this mm -hmm. journey. And it's, like, so sweet to watch that. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet to, like still remain like in our friendship because that's very important to me and you know mm -hmm. community is important and you know I consider you as you know one of my um 
accountability partners. So Absolutely. I think that that's great. Same um, for you. You're my accountability partner as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so sweet just to, you know, be able to, like, grow in friendship and just be able to, you know, not lose sight of, like, you know, friendships. Because, like, even though, like, relationship and marriages come from, mm-hmm. you know, God, I believe that our friendships as well come from God and that Absolutely. we should cherish those and that we should like understand like you know is this friendship blessed are we pulling each other closer to Christ or are we pulling each other away from Christ and one of our favorite things we love to bring up <laughs> is boundaries yes. so let's talk a little bit about yes. you know boundaries like what what does like a healthy boundary I guess look like to you like in mm-hmm. a friendship or any in any type of relationship whether that's dating marriage friendship or just like a cordial relationship with co-workers yeah um I think I struggled with telling people no a lot growing up I definitely have people pleaser tendencies I want to make sure that everybody in my sphere of influence is happy that I'm doing my best to make sure that everybody's happy but this is kind of like this is this is one of those things where it's you're you're always going to lose that battle of trying to make sure that everyone's happy all the time Um, You can't control other people's emotions all the time. And so um, I kind of reached a breaking point a couple years ago where I was so unhappy because all the time I was trying to make sure that other people were happy, that I didn't have any time to make sure that I was doing okay. And so my mom suggested to me a bunch of different books on the topic of boundaries. And... um, Boundaries look different for each of our relationships because obviously the friendship that Jalen and I have is not the same friendship that um, my, me and my coworker will have. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to say no was the first thing, you know, whenever someone, hey, one way that I would really get taken advantage of is in school, a lot of people would say, hey, can you do this homework assignment for me? Like, it's not cheating, I promise. Like, I just, I don't have time to do it. And I would be like, you know what? Okay, yeah, I'll help you out with it. I'll do it for you. Um, and, and so I ended up doing, like, other people's work for them instead of just being, like, you know, me helping them or tutoring them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was very unhappy because I, I was having to do my homework on top of other people's homework. And so being finding the strength to tell that person, like, hey, no, it's your responsibility to do this. Um, it's not mine. That was one way that I first started saying no. And um, just saying no to toxic relationships, even whenever it comes to, like, dating or guys uh, I didn't struggle with physical boundaries, so I thought that I was good. Like, you know, I didn't struggle with, you know, being physical with a guy. I, I struggled instead with a lot of emotional boundaries. I would give guys, you know, hours of my day whenever I, I could have been spending that time with family or studying or going out with friends who were trying to help me strive to become more like Christ. Instead, I was giving them hours of my time. I would talk to them on the phone for hours, FaceTime them all hours of the night. And obviously, that's not that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, because I'm putting, I'm not only am I spending hours with them and not, you know, making sure that my relationships are balanced, but I'm putting them before my time with Christ. And mm-hmm. so that's another thing that I realized is we should have boundaries in our relationships so that we're not putting a single person above Christ. We should be, I like to put it, giving God the first five minutes of my day before I talk to anyone else, before I text anyone, before I... Um, before I go on social media, I read the Bible, I spend time in prayer, um, 
that's one way that I have boundaries before I talk to anybody else. I make sure I spend that time with God. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. My, like, you know, this time where, like, I spend worshiping and, mm-hmm. you know, like, when, before all this COVID-19 stuff happened, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, getting up in the morning and, like, worshiping on my 30-minute drive to work was, like, literally my time with the Lord. Because it's like, Lord, I know you created me to be kind and care, but I am not a morning person. So, I know <laughs> that I needed to just be in worship. Yeah. I didn't accept any phone calls. I didn't text anybody back. Like, and that's even putting, like my own dating relationship on hold it's like okay i'm like you know like okay yeah like my boyfriend's calling me or texting me early this morning but this is the time that i'm finna spend with the lord and mm-hmm. then you know my relationship or my friendships come later so yeah i 100 percent you know agree with you on that and that's so sweet to like see you just just grow you know like you know we've been friends it's about to be a year since we've been friends and, yeah. it's, and it's been you know so sweet to like see each other each other grow mm-hmm. and I'm just so glad just to like be a part of your life to like know like this is a friend this is a real like friendship you know like mm-hmm. not being used not being mistreated exactly. having boundaries and mm-hmm. You know, we're so open with each other. But before we were open with each other, there's just certain areas that we didn't cross because yeah, we had to grow. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our walk with Christ. Like, you know, we need to grow so that we need to understand the boundaries that the Lord has set for us. Because we're not out here to just, you know, go buck wild and free. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just certain stuff that we can and there's certain stuff that we can and I say and I would say we shouldn't do, you know? Yes. And I just think that, you know, the boundaries that we understand with Christ that we will start to understand in relationships and that we will start to understand in our own life. And I'm just glad that, you know, that we have boundaries and I think mm-hmm. boundaries is very important and I hope, Absolutely. you know, whoever's listening that you will do like some research on your own and and Mm -hmm. do some devotionals and stuff like that and and, and try to understand boundaries more but i believe boundaries were set in place so that we won't step on you know like a grenade in our lives you know like boundaries are set for us to navigate through what is life and what Mm -hmm. is death and i just think that you know having friendships the right kind of friendships absolutely and even having you know a good kind of relationship you know that will push you towards you know doing the right things and being in the right place with the lord yes and and another thing too that i would say is any relationship that is pulling you away from family pulling you away from friends pulling you away from your your study time or your quiet time whatever you want to call it the time that you spend reading god's word and spending time in prayer or worship with him that's a toxic unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. um even if that person is your best friend if if they're pulling you away from everyone else and kind of like singling you out or if if a guy is doing that um and in my case all the guys that i were that i was talking to they would always pull me away from all of those other meaningful relationships that's not healthy that's not you know they should be encouraging you to be around other people as well and and be encouraging you to have that time with god Mm -hmm. And that's something that I didn't realize because it's like, oh, I care about this person. Let me just spend as much time as I possibly can with them while I neglected my family who wanted to spend time with me, while I neglected my other friends who, you know, maybe we were, I I skipped Bible study because I didn't, I would rather be talking on FaceTime or going to see that guy instead of 
you know, doing something meaningful or, or spending time with Jayla and, and yeah. my girls in small group, you know? Yeah, I just, I honestly like that because, you know, I've been in my fair share relationships where, you know, I used to date and um, I used to be one of those um, captions or hashtags that, you know, once that girl starts dating, she don't know her, her people anymore. Exactly. Or something exactly. like that. <laughs> um I used to be one of those girls and like to see that you know I'm I have friendships and I have relationships where people are like oh I can't hang out today because I vowed to spend time with my family or mm-hmm. I vowed to you know spend time with Jesus you know yeah and it's just like something that you know um Pastor Johnny would say that you know you don't like when you recognize you don't need them and you need Jesus you're you know that's a better mind space to be in like you mm-hmm. know like I love Brenda to death and mm-hmm. I, I want Brenda to be my friend you know mm-hmm. I, you know she she's like like literally she's my sister in Christ but literally she's my sister like you know mm-hmm. our mom are twins they don't know that yet but literally our mom <laughs> they are they're twin sisters <laughs> imagine and if they met <laughs> <laughs> they grew up together somehow but um but you know I don't need Brenna you know like Mm -hmm. when something traumatic goes on in my life or when something good goes on in my life or I have a testimony you know my first my first resource is going to God you know like thanking him and and praising him and worshiping him for for where I'm at and how I got there and then it's like when me and Brenna have our weekly meetings (laughs) you know I'd be like yo you know I have a ton of information about x y and z happening in my life and I think that that's how, like, you know, I think a healthy relationship is. I just think that, you know, as much as you want to share information with your with your best friends or, you know, with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, I also think that... I also think that... Um, I also think... I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I also think that you should... Um, you know, spend that time sharing that stuff, you know, with Jesus. You know, yeah, you might think, oh, well, Jesus knows. God knows because he's watching me. But are you in relationship with him? You yeah. know, are you honestly like, okay, Lord, like, I know you know what's going on in my life because you know it before it even happens. But exactly. I need your guidance. I need mm-hmm. you. I need your wisdom. And, hey, I 100% agree. God put people in your life to bless you. God put people in your mm-hmm. life to show you the way to guide you, you know, to maneuver you in the right place that you need to be but I think something that we kind of talk about in Kairos and I think you were there is that understanding that community community is not the foundation of of God it's Mm -hmm. not community it's that relationship that you have with him is that foundation and then Mm -hmm. you can celebrate in community you know like community shouldn't be number one you know you should always be running to jesus and then you spend time in community and i believe that that's also another boundary to kind of like you know i guess i don't want to say like hey these are the boundaries you need to set for yourself these are just the boundaries that we experience in our life and you know I just think that they're real and I just think that they should be taken into consideration. Absolutely. And everybody's boundaries are going to look a little bit different. Um, My boundaries are not going to look exactly the same as someone else's because I tend to struggle with emotional boundaries rather than physical boundaries. And someone might struggle with physical over emotional boundaries. Um, So... I never want to say like, oh, this is the the one the one thing that works. Like this is the tried and true, the only way, the only method. Um, But it it definitely is important to to put up those boundaries. 
in some relationships that I've had, I've had some people really, really pull me away from Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, one, I'm, I'm kind of backing out of one friendship that I have right now, not because I hate this person, not because I don't like this person, but because they're ultimately trying to pull me away from Christ, the truth of his word. And, and I have to make sure that I maintain a right relationship with God above, above anything else. Um, so, and, and it's hard, like it's hard to put up those boundaries because I know for me, I would feel bad, feel like, oh, I'm not helping this person. Like, but, but ultimately it's not healthy for you. And so if you're unhealthy, you're in no position to be helping someone else. Yeah. So if you're not in a good place yourself, how do you expect to be, you know, helping someone else? And I also, I think I inadvertently tried to play the role of God. Like, oh, I can fix these people's lives. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, only Jesus can fix their life. Only Jesus can come in and transform their life. It's not, it's not my job. It's not my responsibility. Um, That's such a huge weight to carry, you know, like I've been in that space too. That's like, that's a huge, 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 huge. Oh my goodness. That's just such a big weight to carry. Like Mm -hmm. the kind the way that I think about us and making disciples, because like we are supposed to go out there and we are Mm -hmm. supposed to just share the gospel, share the good news. And that's exactly what we are supposed to do. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to share it, not Mm -hmm. force it, not create it, but share it. And I just think that, you know, I kind of think of, like, our role as, like, farmers. Like, we Mm -hmm. go out and we plant the seed and then we go back and we take care of it. We make Mm -hmm. sure it's growing properly. We make sure that it's, um, like, have the right nutrition, the right soil. And that that comes back to catering, like, to ourselves, making sure Mm -hmm. that, excuse me, that we are we are being an example of Christ that we are doing the right things because Mm -hmm. we are always being watched. We're being watched by the Lord and we're being watched by followers and we're Mm -hmm. being watched by hopefully in Jesus name, potential followers of Christ. Exactly. And so I just think that we should understand the role that God has placed for us, Mm -hmm. that we are just supposed to care for people that we are just supposed to love people as we love ourselves, but we are not supposed to go up there and be like, play the role of Jesus like Jesus exactly. Jesus when Jesus came I believe that he was just like this is who I am and I mm-hmm. get everything from God you know mm-hmm. the words I'm speaking come from the, our father you know mm-hmm. and that's exactly how we should be like the words that we are speaking the way that we are being guided it comes from the Holy Spirit it comes from our father and I think that we should just follow those and I just think that we should just be headstrong and heartstrong but yes. I don't think that we should put our hands on anything that God hasn't fully told us to put our hands on I just yeah. think that there's certain people like like um I don't even know the scripture <laughs> but you know the scripture that I'm talking about where God gives us gifts God has yes. gave each and every single one of us gifts spiritual gifts uh, spiritual yeah. gifts yeah and I know my spiritual gifts <laughs> and I know other people have spiritual gifts as well but if God didn't bless you with that spiritual <laughs> gift, I don't think that you should go out there and start, like, doing those certain things just because you're not equipped. You don't yeah. have that training. You don't have that skill yet. And mm. and even if you want that skill, I think that you should pray about it and yeah, be pray. in that 
you know, um, spiritual state with the Holy Spirit because you probably want more responsibility in your life of serving. And that's okay because I want more responsibility in my life of serving too. But make sure that you get that okay from the Lord and not that okay that your heart is trying to tell you, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, your heart's in a good place, you know, because the devil can also use distractions. And we don't want that. We don't want any distractions. We want full and total complete guidance from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And and just because I like how you said your heart could be in the right place. You might think that your heart is in the right place, but um, there's a great book that I think everybody should read. Honestly, it's called When Helping Hurts. Um, I I do want to make the distinction, though, that setting boundaries is I'm not saying don't love your neighbor, because obviously that's the second greatest commandment. Jesus said, you you know, love God and love your neighbor. Um, So obviously love, honor, respect your neighbor. But at the same time, that does come with setting up those healthy boundaries, making sure that you don't feel like, oh, I'm the person. So so ultimately, like, you don't feel like you're going into this person's life so that you can change their life. It's that Jesus is transforming their life. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You're doing it out of love. Yeah, don't, don't think that it's your good works that's going to change their life or you're going to be helping them. Um, I think of that verse in the Bible talking about it, you know. Your salvation is in your faith alone, through grace alone, because yeah. it's, it's not in your work so that no man can boast. Mm-hmm. So I like that in that, yes, we are called to love our neighbor, but at the same time, that does come with um, setting up healthy boundaries. And in other words, love your neighbor is not um, like a free-for-all. And it's also, the word love there, it, it doesn't mean um, an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not referring to this emotion of like, oh, I love everyone, you know. It's, it's talking about honoring your neighbor and humility and humility, and seeing, you know, seeing them through the same lens that God would, you know, seeing their value as a human being, seeing that they're created in the image of God. And so sometimes love is stepping away. Sometimes I know I've had to do that in several friendships. Like, hey, this friendship is not healthy for me. Like, I love you. I'm going to keep praying for you. But ultimately, I have to leave you in God's hands, mm-hmm. you know, as and he's their creator. Um God is capable of transforming their life. Uh, God, in other words, God is not dependent on you. You're not the one that's coming in to change their life. You're not the one who, you know, don't take, you're not going to be taking credit for their salvation. Uh, I'm thinking of one particular friend that I have. He, he's been an atheist for a while. And I, I tried for so many years to speak into his life. I've been praying for him. But ultimately, I had to wash my hands of it. I, I had to say, you know, he's, he's using me in this friendship. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't want the truth. He doesn't want God. And so I can, I can love my neighbor from that distance. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to, you know, FaceTime him all hours of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true because, like, I had to let go of one of my best friends. Like, I considered me and her, like, really close. And mm-hmm. I don't put... I am not a time girl. Our life, like, literally... The life that we are living, the time, like, 23 mm-hmm. years, 44 years, like, I feel like that's nothing to God. So, yeah. I'm not going to say, like, not, I don't literally mean nothing, but I just think that God review our, our, our earthly years different from eternity to heaven, you yeah. know? So, that's kind of, like, how I view my friendships. Like, like me and you haven't been friends that long, but, man, like, the, the, the way that the way that I care for you, like mm-hmm. literally I told you that like 
my kids are gonna grow calling you Aunt Brenna. Like, you know, like the way that you have just been like a vessel in my life, you know, yeah. has been like super, super sweet to me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's just kind of like that's just kind of like where I'm at as well. It's just like I had to let certain people go and it hurts. And you know, yes, I still look at my friendships, you know, I still mm-hmm. I still see like you know, man, we had some good times, you know, like the those little um, yearly posts from Snapchats that pop up when it makes a year or something. Yeah. Like, I remember those moments and, you know, and I remember that, hey, we had some good times, but I wasn't serving the Lord. Exactly. I was I was serving my flesh, you know, exactly. I was serving yeah. I was serving them, you know, because mm-hmm. I was doing what makes them happy. I was doing what makes me happy, you know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing what makes the Lord happy because... Yes. Me and God's heart are one, you know? Mm -hmm. So whatever he asks me to do, you know, I will try to do it to the best of my knowledge with the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit guiding me towards that. So, you know, letting go of, um, letting go of friendships is pretty tough, but, but I mean, our ultimate goal is to honor God, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know that the Lord cares about our feelings, but we were put we were we were made for much greater i yeah. mean i honestly think that we we were made for much greater and something about like when you were talking about love like love isn't like fully based off of you know emotions yeah. like it kind of got me back to like the pharisees you know like mm-hmm. they were going through all their like all their might all their will to just you know pin jesus as this bad guy to get mm-hmm. him killed and God still, I mean, Jesus still loved them. So did God. But Jesus still loved them. But Jesus wasn't all up in their face. Like, please, please. The, I am the Messiah. Like, yeah. follow after me. He was mm-hmm. not. He yeah. was like, this is your choice. And it's up to you to believe who I am. Exactly. And honestly, you know, being real, like, if you don't believe, you would die. Like, literally, yeah. I, ju- I just got through reading um, John, John 6 last night. And, mm-hmm. like, Jesus is basically saying, like, I'm not from here, you know, you know, like, I'm not from here. I'm from above, you know, you, you guys, if you don't believe who I am, you know, like, you are going to, you know, die, you know, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm not saying, oh, let me do the right things because I don't want to die. I'm saying that let me do the right things because I was created out of love. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I was created out of love. So therefore, let me love the one who created me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I like how you brought up the Pharisees because I think that even ties back to um, my my early Christian walk. Whenever I was younger, I, I think I definitely was more of a Pharisee. Because, you know, the Bible describes the Pharisees as these extremely religious men. They're very prideful. They walked around. They prayed in public so that everyone saw them. They weren't worried about actually, you know, having a relationship with Jesus. They weren't actually worried about, you know, spending time and actually praying. They just wanted the attention of like, oh, wow, look, these men are so religious. They're praying in public. They're constantly in prayer. Um, And the Bible does say to pray without ceasing. But you know, they had the wrong attitude towards it. And so I think even going back to what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast was, um, I definitely had more of a Pharisee attitude of, um, I I didn't believe that my good works would get me to heaven, but I definitely lived as though my good works would get me to heaven. And I, I see that a lot in, 
in some Christian denominations is that the emphasis is more on works instead of realizing that you're the only reason that you have an opportunity to go to heaven is because Christ sacrificed himself on the cross and mm-hmm. it's it's by grace um, through our faith that we're saved and so it's not because of your good works it's not because you know you lived a super religious lifestyle in front of everyone you prayed in public just so everyone could see you yeah um, so pride is definitely something that I struggled with and I still struggle to this day um, And I think that also goes back to even the boundaries and relationships. I had this pride like, oh, look, I can handle all of this. Look, I can fix this this person's life or I could fix this aspect of this person's life. And that's pride, you know, that's me thinking that I can I can play the role of God and Mm -hmm. I can I can act like everything's okay on the outside. But on the inside, I feel I feel sad. I feel this despair. I feel this emptiness. And that emptiness can't be filled by, you know, me thinking that. Oh, if I do X, Y, and Z, then my life is going to be fulfilled. It can only be fulfilled by by Jesus. And so I think there comes a certain amount of hum- there. You get this amount of humility whenever you start to realize that it's it's not because of anything that I've done. It's all about what Christ did on the cross, and that's so humbling to realize that you're not you're not saved. You can't you can't you're not saved if you believe that. It's your good works that are going to that are going to get you, you know, to heaven. Um, you, the Bible literally says, you know, it's it's not about your good works, so no man can boast. Paul describes himself as the chief of all sinners. So when you start to have that realization, like, wow, I'm a really flawed person, and I need Jesus, um, it strips you of that pride of thinking, like, wow, I'm this I'm this great person, I'm this religious yeah. person, I can I can fix this person's life, you know, I can. I can keep everything at this perfect equilibrium in my life. And it gives you this sense of humility and this dependence on Jesus, which, you know, I think a lot of times in our society, that word, that word dependence has like a negative connotation attached to it. Like you should be an independent person, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, no, like I waking up and realizing, wow, I, I need God every single day. I I need him on my best day just as much as I needed him on my worst day. I don't know who that, that i don't know either but that's i love fired. that quote <laughs> i love that quote because yeah. it keeps me humble like I, I there's never a point in which i don't don't need jesus i don't need me exactly yeah. period period no <laughs> no that's so sweet and i love like honestly like let's be real because that should be like another i guess another um podcast topic i guess it's like what is getting into heaven? What's that definition? You know? Exactly. And it's just like, I feel like we will never understand that definition until we're in eternity. And I feel like mm-hmm. once we're in, inter- once we are in eternity with Jesus and God, we still won't need to like realize that because we, we know we're here. But what gets me thinking is just that I do my best to not try to be like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven is not the ultimate goal. God is. Jesus yeah. is. They are the ultimate goal. My relationship with them is more important to me than getting into heaven, you know? Because if your relationship is right, then you shouldn't, like, heaven, like, not trying to be, like, I, I don't I don't know, not trying to be so, um, I don't know the word for it, but not trying to be so blunt, but, like, what is heaven, you know? I feel like if your relationship with God and Jesus is right, this is my opinion, if your relationship with God and Jesus is right and it's a pure, loving relationship, like, I feel like heaven is kind of like a no-brainer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just I just think that, you know, 
not not let me follow the Ten Commandments, not let me, you know, love thy neighbor as I love myself, and you know, not um, serve, you know, just just serving and stuff like that. Focusing on those three things, you know, night and day, I feel like you will feel a sense of emptiness. I feel like you will feel a sense of loss because you don't have that. Yeah, you don't have that connection that God created you for. We are supposed to be in relationship with him and everything else will follow. I'm in relationship with God Mm -hmm. and I know the things that he wants from me. The Holy Spirit convicts me when... You know, I'm fin- like literally. I got my intuition, and when I'm gonna do something wrong, the Holy Spirit is like, "Now you know better. Now you know better. You know, get it together, get it right, do a 360. You know, change your mind." Cause I'll be on that road sometimes, and I'd be like, "Lord, I know you created them too, but you know." And the Holy Spirit is like, "You know, just pray for them. Pray for their safety because that's more important." praying that they're safe on the road to other people around them and that they will make it to their destination because God doesn't love them less just because they're driving like a maniac you know so I just kind of think that that's just what my main focus is for me is that like one of my favorite quotes that I heard that if it breaks God's heart why would it fulfill yours exactly if it hurts God why would you think it'll make you feel better and let me get let me clarify that there was things that I've done in my life that yeah it hurt God and it pleases my flesh but once that pleasure was over I went through some years of feeling lost mm-hmm. with feeling unloved with feeling unappreciated with feeling used and trust me that list goes on and on so anybody who is just going through that time or that phrase of like I want to follow God you know I want to be in that relationship it takes time it takes time spending your time in his word yes it takes time of feeding your spirit and that's feeding your spirit with community with church with bible study with reading his word it takes Mm -hmm. time just like it takes time for us to build relationships it takes time for us to build friendship it takes that time to build that relationship with god because he is always there he was always there with that door open wide open it's just it's just a matter it's matter up to you are you going to keep that door open or are you going to are you going to close it mm-hmm. so i just think that it all falls under with where are you at and what are you willing to do you know yeah. and um pastor larry um preached on sunday about like um how would you be remembered and he mm-hmm. spoke off of um in the book of marks about how mary poured the alabaster jar over mm-hmm. jesus and yeah. you know wiped her hair um wiped her hair with his feet and she was just serving jesus and she was just you know loving him and doing something that she would probably do for somebody else that she loves so much like she Mm -hmm. loved jesus and it's kind of like out of our love what are we willing to do you know jesus is willing to die for us are you willing to die for jesus you know it's just like where are you in your relationship with him yeah i agree um because when you when you think about the gravity of what he did for us on the cross you start to realize that really nothing that he asks of you is too much amen (laughs) amen like i don't even want to emphasize that but just can you suffer with nails in your hands and your feet being whipped like oh my goodness just so that we can have eternity with him oh okay yes and and whenever you start to realize that 
I think that also goes back to like, because I mean, we this podcast will be all over the place. We talked about <laughs> we talked about my early Christian walk. We Look, talked about boundaries. We Holy can talk Spirit. about sanctification if you want. <laughs> Part six. <laughs> but uh, that also that also strips away that idea of you know the good works saving you, or that it's not it's it's not about what you did. It's about what Christ did on the cross. Um, and talking about how you focus on that relationship with Christ above focusing on like what areas have you not sinned in or what areas are you perfect in you know whenever we die we're not we're not we're not striving towards this like state of perfection because obviously we're sinners we we're never going to be perfect on this mm-hmm. earth um whenever you die you're not going to be perfect um and so striving to do the best that you can keeping Jesus as your standard and and I hate to say let the rest fall into place because that kind of, you know... But I mean, that's pretty accurate. I feel like God gives us what we can handle. That's why we go through so many different seasons in Mm -hmm. our lives. So I feel like that's kind of accurate. You know, just kind of like... Like my desires and my wants, I have to like literally weekly, monthly, almost daily, Lord, almost hourly. Uh, Like, Lord, like I lay my wants and my desires at your feet and Mm -hmm. I know like the rest will come, you know? So it's just like... I'm laying what I'm thinking about tomorrow at your feet. I'm laying what I'm thinking about next month at your feet, you know? Yeah. And that's actually in the Bible. We're only supposed to literally take in consideration of today and right yeah. now because tomorrow have enough worries in its own, Yeah, you know? And so, how many times does the Bible say, do not fear, don't be anxious? I yeah. think so. Is it? I think it's over 300 times he says, don't be anxious, don't be afraid. (laughs) I'm not a Bible scholar, you guys. But I I know it's heavily emphasized. He says it so many times in his word, like, don't be anxious about anything. Um, He's holding us. He's holding our future in the palm of his hand. Mm -hmm. He has everything in control. Um, And that's changed the way that I pray, too, because, you know, I used to pray with this, you know, this, this checklist of, Lord, please do this, 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 and this. And, you know, that was pretty much my prayer. You know, I said thanks occasionally, but it was more like, God, I need you to do this. I need you to do that for me because I want to make sure that my future is secure. But whenever you open up the Bible and you really read it, this is why it's so important to read God's word. Whenever you open up God's God's word, you start to realize, oh, wait, there are multiple verses in the Bible talking about how your future is secure. He has a plan and a purpose for us. Um, So I started praying and I still pray this way. You know, Lord, let your will be done and not mine. I don't know what's best for my future. You know, and I don't, I don't want what I want for my future. Yeah. I want, I want what's best for me, and only God knows what's best for me. I don't, I don't know what's best for me. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. Yeah, my desires. Mm-hmm. I love that word. My <laughs> desires, you know, of having kids, being married, you know, mm-hmm. living in a house, X, Y, and Z, trying to drive a new car in Jesus' name, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that, you know. And it's like it, it gets me to thinking like. You know, a lot of people talk. A lot of people talk about us like laying down our wants, mm-hmm. and it's like, and you get the thinking of like being like that guy that Jesus said uh, talks about. Okay, you want to follow me? Then go give up all your possessions. Yeah, and then come follow me. It's not like that. It's kind of like to me, God, like God, God in Jesus doesn't want us to. Oh, let me rephrase that. God wants what we want you know Mm -hmm. he deep down in our hearts he knows that we want us to be married he wants it for us but did he created that for us you know is that what he has in his plan and he might have it in his plan um right now but 
I mean, I'm sorry. He may not have it in his plan right now, but I know that he cares for us and I know that he loves us and I know that he wants, you know, what we want. And I feel like he's going to give it to us. We just have to put ourselves aside and serve a, a faithful and trustworthy God. Yeah, or maybe even God knows that we're not equipped for that situation, so he might he, he might give us um something different than what we were anticipating. I have a dear family member who prayed to be married for years and years and years, and un- unfortunately, she hasn't she hasn't met her spouse. God has not blessed her with that. And so she's learned, you know, maybe maybe I'm I'm supposed to be single for for this time or maybe even the rest of my life. And so that was such a struggle for her at the time. Like, God, it, it doesn't seem fair that you wouldn't bless me with a spouse by this time. But if she had a spouse, she would not have been able to go overseas on so many mission trips. She wouldn't have had that freedom in her day-to-day life to, you know, at the drop of a hat, drop everything and, and go overseas to places like Mozambique. Um, if she had a spouse and kids, she wouldn't have been able to do that. She wouldn't have been able to minister to those people. And so I, I always tell her, I'm like, you never know. You you're, you never know what the future has in store for you. You never know what what God's plan is completely. You're, you're not going to be able to see the future and know with 100% certainty, this is what this is what my future needs to be. And so you, you put your trust in Jesus. Um, you realize that he's your rock. And... And just learn to embrace that sometimes God's plans are different than what we might think that they are. Because mm-hmm. um, I know that was certainly a huge disappointment for her. She's like, you know, why haven't I found a husband yet? You know, I'm rapidly reaching 45. Like, you know, you'd think I'd be able to have a husband by now. You know, like, God, I've done my best to honor you. You know, I've what made... What the disciples weren't married? Yeah. I brought, uh, one of Paul was not married. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like it's one of my, I'm learning my I'm learning my people guys. Alright, we were rudely cut off, but here's a part two to part one. We we're talking about, you know, um Brenda, your aunt, right? Yeah. We we're just talking about her aunt and like just the journey that God has for her is different than what she expected it to do expected it to be. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I just think that it's good that we just, you know, keep healthy boundaries, you know, resort to the Holy Spirit, continue to just you know, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what does God want us to do in today? Ask for, you know, visions um, of, you know, our purpose that God is asking us to do. And, and just to be, you know, faithful and serve with a with a kind and, you know, a, a good heart. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think making sure that you stay rooted in God's word. Um study study the words of Jesus you know the importance of memorizing God's word that's something I haven't really realized until later in life is um, I'm saying that like I'm an old person I'm only 19 years (laughs) old you guys (laughs) but later more recently in my walk with Christ is memorizing his word so that whenever the devil will put lies in your mind um, you're able to quote the word of God back to him and say no I know that that's not true not a truth you know the truth um Memorize the words of the prophets. Memorize portions from the Old Testament and the New Testament. They're both important. Um, yeah, but staying rooted in God's word. Staying steadfast in prayer. Um, again, the Bible says pray without ceasing. Um, and obviously that's not like physically possible with our yeah. day. But pray whenever you can. Pray multiple times a day. Um, and not just whenever you pray before a meal. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, there's more. Strive, strive to become more like Christ. Um, don't set up healthy boundaries. Set up healthy boundaries. Amen. <laughs> um, don't focus on your works as much as you um, focus on Christ, the gospel, what He did on the cross. Um, and be happy. <laughs> yeah, rejoice be, in the Lord. Be happy, especially through this time. I seriously, 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 seriously want to challenge you guys to please stay prayed up through this pandemic, yes. and please, please, please respect. Please respect people's point of view, people's personalities, and respect just you know people's establishment it's taking Mm -hmm. a lot for small businesses to be open and i'm not i'm not trying to be politician or whatever the word is i ain't trying to speak on politics my favorite subject (laughs) (laughs) if you follow Uh, me on instagram you know that i post about politics so much (laughs) follow brenna and you know you'll be up to date with you know basically who to vote for (laughs) but no i just seriously want to stretch and 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 just elaborate on just be respectful be loving be kind if if small businesses is asking you to wear a mask please do i don't want anybody catching this you know yeah i have no fear in this virus because um you know the lord works in miraculous ways he is trustworthy and he is faithful yeah so i have no fear and no worries within this virus but i also that doesn't mean i want people to just be out being free catching it or spreading it and stuff like that i mean we all have loved ones and i pray that if you have a loved one that is going through COVID 19 right now i just you know want you to know that i am praying for the whole nation for the whole world yeah and i just want everyone to be safe so please just be respectful and just be kind to you know other people asking you to just that ties into loving your neighbor actually um there are some people obviously they're in this whole virus this whole thing going on there seems to be two there seems to be two groups of people the people who say you shouldn't have to wear a mask the people who say you know this is infringing on my rights and then you have the people who are saying you know you're being disrespectful you know you're trying to reopen all the businesses too soon you need to wear a mask you need to wear gloves um recognizing that we even have these two camps within church mm-hmm. within our brothers and sisters in christ and so loving your neighbor is respecting and honoring other people and so um just remembering to, you know, like you said, if those local businesses are asking you to wear a mask, just be a mask, be, or just wear a mask, be respectful, making sure that um, you're honoring and you're loving your neighbor because our neighbor is everyone, including yeah. the local business owners, uh, including those in the federal government, as much as I despise the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are our neighbors. Um, and so, you know, obviously don't obey the law if it's asking you to do something that goes against God. But, um, like, I know that it's tough, but let's let's try to hang in there and wear the mask if someone's asking you to wear a mask and if you don't have to wear a mask then you don't have to wear a mask that's great news you could just walk into HEB and not have to wear a mask okay (laughs) you know I think our ultimate goal is just to be safe and to be loving and to move forward and that's point blank period but that's just (laughs) all for today so glad that you guys get to tune in and to listen we did our podcast in the park so if you hear a lot of nature from the Lord that you know (laughs) that's the Lord um, and you heard some honking because this car is honking at this dock to keep moving. <laughs> that ain't right. Um, but moral of the story, I'm so happy that my best friend Brenna got to join me on Thanks this podcast. For me. So I'm exciting. so glad that the Holy Spirit just led us to some real and raw emotional topics in our lives. And I just hope that, you know, 
the Lord gets the blessing and the glory out of this podcast as yes. every other podcast. Yes. So love exactly. y'all. Pray that you guys be safe. And any last words? Um, I love all of you at North Central, even if I don't always get to see you. Um, <laughs> I love seeing what's going on in your life on social media. And um, I love Jayla. I'm so glad I got to be love on this too. podcast. <laughs> and um, all glory to God. All glory to God. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. Peace out. Hey, y'all. It's me, your girl, your sister in Christ, Jayla. Hello. How you doing? Hope you're blessed and sanctified. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, It's been a minute. Excited to be doing a podcast. My life has been up and down, you know, college student, all of this COVID-19, things are moving forward. Thank you, Jesus. Pray that everybody's just being safe and respectful and considerate of other people's point of view and other people's health through this um, pandemic that we're going through. But the Lord just put something on my heart that I'm super excited to kind of talk about this podcast is um, our testimonies, and he has asked me to be intimate and vulnerable with you guys and to share my testimony, so I'm letting y'all know right now, in Jesus' name, your girl been through some stuff, and you know, through it all, he received the glory, and through it all, there's nothing that he cannot do. It's pretty cool because it's it's because I was finishing up reading the Book of Romans, and um, by the way, if you guys hear a little bit of noise in the background, it's just gospel music uh, playing. But that's what I was saying. Um, it was pretty cool because I was like, okay, Lord, like you know, podcast been a little bit dry, drier than a cactus lately. So, you know, I want to speak about something that, you know, you want me to speak about. And, um, you know, I was finishing up reading the book of Romans. And I was like, okay, you know, what's next? And then I was like, okay, I'll read uh, the book of John. And it's really cool because, like, the Lord was like, I want you to speak about you. Like, talk about you. Like, be intimate, be vulnerable. And I was just like, okay, cool, you know. I'll be intimate and vulnerable. And then, like, as that happened, I was getting ready to read my Bible. And it was pretty cool because if you would turn to John with me, chapter 1, verse, we could do verse 1. It says, and once again, it's John, it's John, um, book of John, chapter one, verse one. It says, in the beginning, the word already exists. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in its darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. Oh, how powerful is that? 
It's actually, um, I'm going to read verse 6 again. And it says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. So that's pretty cool. That got me thinking, like, we all have, like, pretty cool testimonies. And, like, each thing that we kind of go through in our life is a testimony when God just shines his light through something that we think is dark. And, and like, his word says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. So whatever you're going through, like, it might be pretty dark right now, but I promise you at the end of the corner, there's a light that's shining. And I am asking you and telling you to run as fast as you can to the Father and just let him shine that light through your life and just show you which path that you need to go down to feel that sense of peace and to feel that sense of love because that's exactly what he did for me. So where to begin with my testimony? Um, It's been almost a year since I was baptized and it's been almost a year. Well, actually it's been a little bit over a year since I was baptized and since I declared the Lord to be with me and I accepted him fully and completely. Um, so your girl had some trust issues. Um, I had family problems, um, fighting with my mother all the time. Um, from the age of like maybe 11 to the age of like 18, I was in and out the house. Um, me and my mom just kept clashing heads. Um, I lost my father at the age of two and a half. He died in a motorcycle accident. So it kind of just been me, my sister, and my mother. Uh, me and my sister kind of had like a rocky relationship. She was four years older than me. So we kind of didn't, uh, you know, grow up really close and stuff like that. So at that time frame between middle school and high school was my most problematic years of my life uh like I said I was in and out the house I wasn't listening to my mother I didn't want to follow her rules um I started dating not good intention guys um and I just have friends who kind of you know manipulated me kind of just used me wasn't really there for me and stuff like that they were just you know they were just cool with what I could bring to the table and the things that I was just willing to do and stuff like that. So I kind of just got lost. I can honestly say that I was just in the time of my life to where I wanted to feel needed. I wanted to feel like wanted. I wanted to feel like, you know, I have friends and I could do this and I can do that. And I wanted to be liked, you know, like as a girl growing up and, you know, seeing a lot of guys, um, you know, look, be interested in other girls. I wanted to be that girl, you know, that a guy was interested in. So I dress certain kind of ways and I act certain kind of ways and I talk certain kind of ways to just get that attention that I wasn't supposed to be getting. But um, yeah, that led me through uh, a world of trouble. Uh, I started dating very young, um, didn't know anything about guys, um, didn't know anything about dating. So you can say I got my heart broken. 
Um, my feelings was hurt a lot throughout that time. So I kind of just stopped caring. You know, I stopped caring about how I felt. Uh, I stopped caring about how um, I made people feel. And that's dangerous. Um, and then I just kind of just went off the rails in high school and the first two years in college. So out of middle school, I was in and out the house, same as high school. Um, so I was just staying with friends who, who were kind of like, the friends that were really there for me, they showed up a lot and stuff like that. Um, I was, I did grow up in church. My mom took me to church, but we kind of stopped growing. Um, I mean, we kind of stopped going to church kind of, uh, high school. I think like my freshman year, senior year of high school, we kind of just stopped going. My mom got really busy at work and she was only in my sense of transportation at the time. So, um, I kind of stopped going to church and then, um, Church was kind of used as a beacon, like when I would get in trouble at school or when I would get in deep trouble at home, my mom would take me to church. So I got kind of confused on, you know, what church really meant to me and and stuff like that. Um, what else? Um, I started dating very heavily and heavily and... Um, and I want to say high school, I was just dating just to date because I didn't like to be on my own. So I had some lonely problems. I didn't want to be by myself. Um, my grades were terrible. I had to repeat some um, classes in high school because I started skipping school. Then I kind of got my life together just a little bit. At that time frame in high school, when I was told that I was probably wasn't going to graduate with my class and stuff like that, so I got my life together just a little bit, and um, I graduated. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so I graduated from high school, and then I got accepted to Tyler Junior College in Tyler, Texas, which was three hours away from Houston. I was super excited for that part. Um, I was kind of like stuck at home a lot. I mean, due to all the trouble that I got in, my mom didn't really have any sense of trust. Uh, she didn't have any sense of trust for me, so she kind of didn't really want to let me out of her sight or out the house, which I can't blame her. But so when I got accepted to that college, I, um, Hopped on it, hopped on the, the bus, and I left. And uh, my mom helped me move stuff out there, and I got settled in. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was the most rockiest two years of my life. Freshman and sophomore year of college was, I was out there for no reason. <laughs> I didn't even get through half of college when I was out there. I ended up getting kicked off campus for um, 
hanging out with the wrong crowd. We're just going to say that. And then I, um, I had to move into an apartment and I moved into an apartment. I had to start working and then I started dating again. And then, um, that's when the partying and the drinking and, and the smoking happened. And so I became heavy on that. I became very heavy on partying and drinking. And I kind of just lost control. Um, yeah, I kind of lost control. Um, I did kind of get into a serious, unhealthy relationship. And that led to trouble. Um, but I think like through the most pretty, pretty like cool, like during them, like, like when I look at the scripture and, um, chapter one and, and verse one and, and verse one through six, uh, in the book of John, when it talks about verse five, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I think that's, I think that honestly, that's true. And I think that as like a witness to that, because during my freshman and sophomore year of college, when I was like doing all this drinking and smoking and partying, I was going to church and it was like, I was sitting in church. I was worshiping the Lord. And honestly, I was also driving, like when I was driving to work and driving around Tyler, Texas, I had the Christian radio station on, you know, God listen, KBSJ. I think I said that wrong. KBSJ. Anyway, (laughs) um, I was just, I was in God's presence. I mean, I didn't recognize it. I didn't realize it, you know, and I didn't understand it. But it's like, I knew that there was more, you know, like I knew deep down in my heart that there was more than what, what, than what I was doing because I was doing it over and over and over again because of the way that I was feeling. I was feeling lost. I was feeling lonely. I was feeling you know, depression and anxiety. And, you know, I was just doing anything to just make the feeling go away. But it's true, guys. It comes back, you know, until we fully understand that, you know, the only person that can help us with those certain areas in our life is the Lord. But, uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, like I said, I was just going crazy at that time. But like I said, I was just still like, there were just moments in time where I was just like, I want to go to church. And I went to church and I was listening to to the Christian radio station and stuff like that. But then, you know, if someone, you know, texted me that there was a party, I went and stuff like that. So I was like, I was trying to be in and out. And as the Bible speak about that, you can't. You can't be with your flesh and be with be a servant of the Lord at the same time because one will overcome the other. And at the time, I wanted my flesh more than I wanted to be this to be a servant for the Lord. 
So um, I got I dug myself in a deeper hole, and I um, I was still in my pre, uh, uh, pre I was still in my um, serious relationship, and um, yeah, that was just toxic. I think that was the most toxic period of my life. It's just that relationship, just fighting and bickering. I was living with him and that's just yeah that that was something that we were already for and stuff like that and um yeah so that was just very traumatic and then he ended up leaving Tyler Texas and he moved back to Dallas and and my loneliness, you know, the enemy trying to play tricks in my head about how lonely I am and stuff like that. And so I was just still like entertaining him and keeping him in my life. And um, two years ago, wait, yeah, two years ago, um, I ended up finding out that I was pregnant. And um that was a big shocker, you know, sophomore in college. And I just, you know, wanted to really finish school and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that was just a big shock to me when I found that out. But then, um, after finding out that I was five weeks pregnant, I ended up having a miscarriage three days after I found out I was pregnant, so I went I went through some hard depression during a couple of months. I was just really upset, and I was just really hurt, and I was just lost. Like, the definition of lost doesn't even explain how lost I was. I was just doing a lot of reckless things that could have really got me arrested and that could have really got me killed. And I just thank God for having his hand on my life and that I get to be here today and just see, just see his wonderful works and stuff. Um, so after that, I kind of moved back home. I moved back to Houston in like 2018, I moved back to Houston and I um, I started working again. I tried to go back to school, but I was just still lost. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life in school. So I sat a semester out and um I started dating another guy and ended up moving in with him. And I'm just like telling you guys this, and I kid you not, I'm like, Lord, thank you so much. You know, like, I can't even explain to y'all, like, this is real stuff. <laughs> like, this is a real life. But um, yeah, I was young and reckless. Like, I kid you not. But the Lord still loved me and I still love, you know, like I still loved listening to the radio station, Christian radio station, and I started getting interested in church. So your girl 
was going to work every day and there was only one way for me to get to my job without having to ride the tollway. And I kept passing by this church, North Central. And I was just like, you know what? I want to go there. Like, you know, like it was so weird. Like I had this, like, like it was calling me. Like I would pass by that church and I would stare at it. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I need to get my eyes on the road, you know? So I kept, like I did some research and I found out that they had like an 1115 service. And I started going to the 1115 service and everybody was like in the lobby and this is like 2008, closer, getting closer to 2019. But um, everyone was standing in the lobby. I'm like, oh, Lord, like I miss church. And I was like kind of devastated because I really wanted to, you know, um, like I just I just wanted to be there. And so I went up to the um, information desk and I asked a sweet lady, did I miss service? And she's like, of course not. And she was like, the second service is going to start. And I was like, okay. And then, like, immediately she was like, how old are you? And I was like, um, I'm 20. And she was like, okay, well, we have this young adult group called Kairos. And I want to introduce you to um, the leaders of Kairos, which is um, Johnny and Haley Sayers. And, um, so I got introduced to them. Well, I got introduced to Haley, um, when they did, when they do like their greeting area in church and, um, she told me about Kairos and I came and I was immediately hooked in the church. I was immediately hooked in Kairos and I started going. Here's the plot twist. I was still like, I was still going to church and I was still just partying and drinking and living with um, this guy that I wasn't supposed to be living with but when I tell you the that the word is true that God looks at the appearance of your heart and not your outward appearances is honestly true because God knew that my heart was set on something bigger and he needed me to fully, fully recognize it and to accept it, to fully see the vision of my life. So um, I think it took maybe like uh, four months, four months for me to finally realize that, all right, I can't have both. And I kid you guys, like, I kid you not, I did not know what to do, but I knew that the Holy Spirit was saying, go to the altar. And I went to the altar and I, oh my goodness, guys, I can still feel the Lord lift such heavy burdens and heavy weight off of my heart. That day was so, like, like I felt brand new. I felt my mind renewed. I felt my heart renewed. I felt my life renewed. And I was just, like, ready to do a 360. Like, I got up from that ground, and I was just saying hi to people. I was just, like, meeting new people. I went up to Johnny and introduced myself and just appreciate him for just, like, obeying God and just speaking so much wisdom into my life. I, um, 
I, um, you know, just, I just started just talking to the Lord. Like I had to learn how to pray. I had to learn how to, how to just, you know, to just, you know, understand who God is, you know, and understand who Jesus is and understand who created me and what I was created for. And after that, it was like, I was never, I was never like ashamed of anything that happened in my life because it got me to the most greatest, the most greatest part of my life. And that's just being a true servant of the Lord. That's just being a child of God. Like, I'm so thankful to be here. And like, at the time I was like, okay, well, you know, I have to give up. Like I knew exactly what the Lord was asking me to do. He was like, give up the relationship that you were in. He was like, um, give up, you know, the apartment that you were living in. I want you to move back home. I want you to depend on me and not your income. And he was just like, I want you to continue to grow in North Central. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got plugged into a small group with some awesome, amazing girls who who help who help me grow in community and who help, you know, put wisdom in my life. And it's just such a sweet bond to just really have. And, you know, the Lord was also telling me to like give up your other friends, you know, like I need you to to give them up. And let me explain that. Like, okay, so there are some people that God is telling, like, if like if God is telling you to to cut ties with people, there are some things that you just have to cut and never look back. But I knew the Lord was like, the Lord was like, you can be friends with them. Like, you can still talk to them. You can still, you know, go out to eat with them. But you can't live the way that they want you to live. You can't, you can't live the way that you want to like you want to live with them because you're still like you know he was like telling me that like your faith is small and your faith is gonna grow tremendously but it's still small you know so kind of like thinking like like I guess you can use a baby as an example like like you know my faith was at infant level and they had to learn how to crawl and they had to learn how to take you know you know those steps to where you can you know, sit up on your own. And then it had to learn how to take, you know, little, little baby steps. And then it learned how to walk and it learned how to run. And now my faith is just doing all kinds of wonderful things. But, you know, that's where my faith was. It was at infant stage. And the Lord was letting me know that you can't do all this stuff right now. You know, I need you to completely focus on what is true and what is right and that's growing in church you know feeding your spirit with the word of of God and feeding your spirit with people who are in community with the Lord because that rubs off on you and so um after all of that throughout my little problematic life um, I got saved, I got baptized, which was really cool because I knew like, like that, like me getting baptized was like a promise to God. Like, I love you. And it was like, I want to be your child. You know, I want to listen to you, you know, and I knew that like, I'm going to make mistakes, but I know I'm not going to make mistakes willingly. Like knowing that I know this is wrong, but 
I want to do it. Like, I, I want to do it anyway. Like, I knew that I, I didn't want to break his heart, let alone, you know, like, break my heart. And that was just such a, a, a so real moment for me, like, just getting baptized. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I got back into school and God bless me with my dream job, y'all. I cannot stress how being obedient, it immediately opened doors for you. Like when I gave my life over to the Lord, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to have to like show myself to the Lord. You know, I was like, my actions is going to have to like prove, prove what, what I'm saying, you know, like that I'm a child of God and that I want him and stuff like that. And it was like, my actions is going to have to speak louder than my words. So I was like, okay, like, I kid you not literally in my head. I was like, all right, it's going to be three years before I can start, you know, you know, like being, I guess, close to God. And, and, and that's what I was thinking. Um, that's when I was thinking at my infant stages and faith and stuff like that. And it did not even take three years. It did even take three months, like just being obedient and walking in faith. Like God showed me so many blessings. He showed me my dream job within two weeks. Um, he showed me my possible future husband in one month. And he showed me just a good life filled with loving and caring people in one day. And it's just so sweet getting to grow with my girls. It's so sweet getting to grow in a relationship with God and, and putting him first. And I can say that it's sweet, but it's also testing, you know, like there are people who try to come back into your life and you, you have to, you know, you know, just tell God, like, I can't do this on my own. I kid you not. I don't know how many times I have literally driven in the car, walking down the street, walking in the store, praying at night, praying in the morning, praying in the middle of my job and saying like, Lord, I cannot deal with this on my own. And he just literally does a 360 because I'm calling on him and I'm asking for his help. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking, you know, that, that I want to do it the right way and not the wrong way. Um, so I'm going to do a part two with this podcast because my timer is going to go out. So I'll see you guys in the next, um, podcast part two. Peace out.